0: And welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down one movie franchise at a time. This week, we're starting a new franchise picked by one Keith Swetland, as we'll be discussing 1982's The Thing. I'm your host, Joseph Lesel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli.
1: So, like, I'd have no problem burning your bodies. I'd probably just killed all of you right off the bat, just to be safe. I, I, I would too. If
2: there was no alien,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, for us being out for a while, last time uh, the reason is uh, one of us here, the guy who picked the movie, might having to go to some trials. To uh, I don't know some January seventh trials. I don't know if it's the seventh, right, Keith? It was, but uh, the man that picked this franchise would be one Keith
2: Swatland. Yeah, it's uh, a funny story. So skip the trial, but um, you, you guys will know I've, I've got an injury now. And I figured I'd just share the story of my injury, of how that injury came about. So picture, if you will, I'm. Uh, it's a moonlit night, full moon. In the silhouette, you see me hunched over with a bag over my shoulder. I've got a black turtleneck on. I've got a ski mask on with little holes in it. And uh, inside this novelty size bag over my shoulder is a bunch of film reels, and I'm just creeping along the rooftops. And then I uh, tr- tr- try to do a little parkour move over one of the barriers, and just twisted my ankle pretty bad. dropped the, dropped all the film reels. What was That's it all the?
1: Sh- was it the yeah. Schumacher cuts? So you've lost the Schumacher cut. <laughs> they're
2: they're in um, they're in a, a suburb of Los Angeles right now, so.
1: I mean, at this point, they've probably been taken, cut up, and turned into a porn.
2: Yeah. And yeah, anyways, and then I also had some tweets that I got to answer some questions
1: about. <laughs> Did you also completely reset your phone, unfortunately, so you don't have your text <laughs> from that day anymore? <laughs> it's like, listen, people need to see the real, real Batman forever.
0: <laughs> your Jan 7th day, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no it's uh stoked to be back it's been a yeah, while it's been a while good band says
0: a great band
2: yeah
0: uh nirvana right it was nirvana
2: yeah yeah no i think it was aerosmith Ooh,
0: yeah probably i think you, you know you know music more than me so yeah i think i think it was uh uh you aerosmith. Sure it wasn't
1: sugar ray
0: you know that's someone i didn't think of but i will look into it while <laughs> we're recording and see what, if we can find what, out what other bands can we say <laughs> Uh, plenty. Uh,
2: about Len.
0: I was thinking more like three eleven.
2: <laughs> but Man, no, so, hold on. I gotta blame Ricky uh, real quick for my for my energy for my bit there. He really shit on me when I was talking about seltzer water earlier.
1: That's, that's why I upset you because yeah, seltzer water's terrible. Yeah, I was I was
2: doing this thing. We got this January sixth Batman tie-in. Plot for us, it's on. the seventh. For
1: us, it's the seventh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you, wanted, just, you uh, want
0: not us. You, you're the one that wanted to one up the six.
2: No, I had, had this was, har- Yeah, I had this like harrowing experience while I was gone, and then all, the, I, all, all I could think about was just my seltzer water on on the
0: seventh,
1: and how it tastes like they just dip some fruit in your water. Yeah,
2: great.
0: Never, I haven't had seltzer I'm, water myself, so I, I'm a I'm good on that, <laughs> dog. It's like that in the um. Um, seltzer beers and crap like that. I'm good too, so we're good. But we'll see if we loved 1982's The Thing, came out June 25th of 1982. No, that um, was terrible. Oh, thank you. <laughs> A w- run time of one hour and 49 minutes, directed by John Carpenter. You may know him from such movies as 1976's Assault on Priest 13. 19- 13. That's your first go to for John Carpenter.
2: Yeah, well, 13, baby. It yeah. was his first it,
0: it, it was his first movie. Uh right, 19- but like he's
1: had bigger movies to start I off. We have with.
0: other movies right here. Don't <laughs> worry. I mean, I mean, start big and end big. Uh 1978's Halloween, 1980s, The Fog, 1981's Escape from New York, 1986's Big Trouble in Little China, 1996's Escape from LA. And 2001's Ghost Ghosts of
2: Mars. Did you guys ever see Ghosts of Mars? No, can't say that I have. Ice I Cube. If, I heard it sort of sucks, but I wonder if it's like, I wonder if it's like gotten better over time. Maybe. Um, I'm gonna probably, go no. Yeah, it probably it probably sucks. That was kind of a weird time of movies.
0: Because yeah, it's Ice Cube, Natasha H- Henstridge, Jason <laughs> Statham. So Statham. So. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yes, John Carpenter, uh, known for, you know, Halloween, more of the. But he's also worked with uh, the people that star in this movie. One, Kurt Russell. Uh, he helped. He him and Russell have worked on the both escapes this and Big Trouble. So that's four movies. Uh, we also have Wilford Brimley, Keith David uh, Richard Masur, uh T.K. Carter, David Clennon, Richard Di- uh, Dysart, and Charles Hannon, and
1: Donald Moffat. Um, so- blacked out for a second. Did you mention the greatest, one of the greatest voices ever, in Keith David? I he was the third one. God, I love that man and his voice. It's amazing. Yeah, that he killed it. It's weird seeing a young Keith David because I've only ever seen Keith David (laughs) as like middle-aged. And young Keith David David. still kind of looked like middle-aged Keith David just without the gray hair. A little bit. A little bit. So before we
0: get into this, uh, Keith, you picked this franchise. What uh, made you pick this? And then me and Rick would discuss what we thought since this is probably our first time watching these this one
2: so the thing i didn't this was always one of those movies coming up where it was like oh you haven't seen the thing you haven't seen the thing you haven't seen the thing so i was i think a handful of years ago i watched it for the first time and then i think this is my third viewing of it and it gets like better each time so like the thing is pretty well regarded as a horror classic it's on all sorts of top fives like but um, I think why I picked it was I wanted to go back to the second one, because I the first one in my, I don't know in, in my opinion I don't want to spoil it basically a perfect movie in my mind whatever, but like the second one is weird and it I'm, I'm excited to talk about this the I, it's a it was it did that thing that Scream Five talks about with the, the like the thing to 2011, so it was in kind of that era, so I'm I'm interested to like check that one out. And analyze it so the the real goal of this pick was first of all an excuse to watch the thing again because yeah it's awesome and then to like get our takes on two that was my real goal
0: you just want us to get the two yeah okay (laughs) uh rick what did you think of this movie
1: uh i loved this movie i fell in love with this movie like 20 minutes in yep like it doesn't do a lot to set an amazing backdrop Like, I felt like I had a great understanding of the characters and the situation they were in 20 minutes into the movie. Like, I, everything was established and I was ready to go without, like, no over-the-top dialogue or anything like that. Like, it was just very... And it was also beautiful. And it shows that shitty period between when they used to shoot movies on actual film and then, like, IMAX camera film like there was that weird digital camera in between spot where movies just like if you go back and watch them now look like shit. But like this movie looks so good. Like it up so well, like outside of the fact that like they were dressed in the 80s and obviously some of the like monster effects were kind of dated. The movie looked brilliantly. And I just I loved it. It was so good. Yep. This is my first time ever seeing it. And I was like, holy shit, this thing does live up to every what everyone says about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, this was my first time watching this. And I've said it on the screen movies and stuff and the blood rich. I'm not a big horror fan uh, goer, but, you know, Keith has to man ha- has to man me <laughs> up somehow. So he has to make me watch these movies. And I loved it. Uh, I honest, I bought the 4K and the 4K looks phenomenal. And I fell in love with it. Like with Rick, with like 20 minutes, the idea of the, a set of just 12 guys on a one location. And I think maybe that might be wise. I like those type of movies of where they're stuck. There's nowhere they can go. They can't run and run and hide in the forest or anything. Like they're in in the movie the arctic and it's like they're stuck there so there's no they can't do anything they have to uh trust each other but when the movie take, starts happening the there's mistrust there's paranoia um and i think that's fantastic about this movie plus i told rick kurt russell is like in one of my favorite actors dude
1: and he owns this movie like I wouldn't say the acting across the board is stupendous in this movie, but the people who have to act a lot are the ones who fucking just chew up every scene they're given and just own them.
0: So like if we break down the actors for a minute, you have Kurt Russell, who, you know, a star, Wilford Brimley, a star, Keith Davis, a star. And then you have Richard Mosser. He's he's Clark. He's the guy that was the dog trainer. Oh, yeah. uh you see he's been in my girl he's been in encino man <laughs> but he's been in a ton but like those are the three i know him from um tk carter he's the um like the chef um he's been in some other movies i like i've seen him somewhere i just can't put a face. you know what movie he's been in or a tv show uh he was in, he was in punky buster bu- used or so um oh oh he's in good morning miss bliss so he okay i know that he is um he was in the saved by the bell before he was saved by the bell that first season oh interesting um he was the assistant there um but one of the actors was like uh, i want to say the actor that played windows that was his first movie
2: oh wow he was good (laughs)
0: because <laughs> I, I watched this movie like right after Keith announced it because I was like, I just wanted to get it out of the way. And but that was a while ago. So I rewatched it yesterday with the commentary of Carpenter and Kurt Russell. And I I enjoyed it
1: a lot more the second go around. Also, movie- I didn't realize at first that was Wilford Brimley because it was a young, uh, a younger Wilford yeah. Brimley.
2: <laughs> Which one's Wilfred Brimley, which character?
0: Diabetes. He's Blair. He's the Oh yeah, that,
2: yeah, 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 Oh man. That he I think he's just about my like as far as like crazy character actor deliveries in this movie, he he's up there.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: fine. So, I'm
0: fine. I'm fine. Um so let's get into this movie. So Rick, you want to break down this plot.
1: All right, boys, girls, non-binary and everyone in between. Please gather around for the reading of the plot. To 1982's The Thing. So it's 1982. The backdrop is an American outpost in Antarctica studying something. There wasn't enough doctors there for them to really be studying anything. So I'm not really sure what they're doing, but they're at this outpost in Antarctica. It's the time of year where they are completely cut off, where actually, actual doctors in Antarctica nowadays watch The Thing during this time period. Everything's going fine. They're chilling in their very cool bar setup they've built in this Antarctic place when all of a sudden this commotion is outside as this helicopter chasing a dog pulls up and these crazy goddamn Norwegians get out and start (laughs) shooting up the place. Finally, a movie that fucking comes to the fact that Norwegians are crazy. (laughs) We
2: are a staunchly anti
1: Norwegian (laughs) on this podcast. There it is. Listen, there's two things in this world I hate. (laughs) People who don't respect other people's cultures are in are they just like beans and the Norwegians. (laughs) But yes, so they save this dog from these crazy Norwegians. After a sweet headshot, after punching out a window by Palmer, which seem oh not Palmer, excuse me, but by the leader of the group, Gary which seemed a little uncalled for in Antarctica to break out a window, but I digress. (laughs) But as it turns out, this dog is more than a dog. It is the thing. Having now infiltrated the camp, the thing slowly but surely makes its way through everyone. Can Kurt Russell save the camp before the thing mutates and takes everything over? And then possibly the world? Or will The Thing take over the world? All this and more in 1982's The Thing. Man,
2: that music. Oh, Dude, I, I, I listened the to The music in this movie was like key bum, for bum. what it was. Bum, Dude, it's, I wonder if, I, I gotta look into, there was a composer. That's That was a very John Carpenter baseline. Like for i, that, like I the honestly
0: just had that up it wasn't carpenter who did it um, it was a fan
2: of carpenter did that
0: <laughs> i just saw it hang on but carpenter's yeah a
2: big yeah Car- carpenter's a big music guy like did, hey, he did the halloween that's he like did all song. halloween yeah. he
0: did yeah um where did, what was it but just I like
2: it's the, the ability of that composer to make two bass notes just like the spookiest goddamn thing in the world bump bump <laughs>
0: bump bump <laughs> And that was
2: oh, that's all it took.
0: Like, goddamn. I literally just had it up on my page and then I like scrolled a little bit further and I lost it. Like it's like John Carpenter didn't do the music, but such and such did. Yeah.
2: Um I'll bet John Carpenter was in the room. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um as we talk, we're talking about. It. Um, yeah, I texted Keith and I watched it, and I'm like <laughs> This guy's shooting at a dog. This is the first time I've ever seen a movie with the dog being shot at within the first uh, three minutes of right. a movie. And Keith's like, the dog is the purpose. There we go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, Eno uh, Morricone yeah. did the uh, score for the movie. Um. Uh, but like watching this, re- re-watching with the Carpenter's commentary, he was talking about how it was crazy because how what they did. So what they did is they filmed in the British Columbia. And what they did is this, during the summer before filming, they went up there and built the entire set so it could get
1: snowed on to That's, look real.
2: That was amazing. when I heard that.
1: <laughs> and um, shit so, they would do in the 80s that they in no way, shape or form would do now. Yeah. So what they did for filming wise is
0: they filmed in British Columbia on some for some things, but they they filmed in L.A. But what they did was for the set and where the for the set of the movie, it was 40 degrees. <laughs> That's what they put it at. But outside was like one hundred and one. So when they would leave the stage covered in head to toe and snow gear. They're dying instantly. <laughs> um
2: I, I started up that commentary last night too and i like the bit where they're talking about how they go to restaurants all dressed up in their crazy gear yeah like there's like the bullet wounds in their head so they've got like yeah. these like snow park is on and they're going to like taco bell or whatever <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it was it, it. this movie is fantastic so um before we get into it more uh keith you brought up uh funny um casting choices oh yeah <laughs> So, uh, so for Blair Wilford Brimley, they thought of doing of uh, uh, having Donald Pleasance be Blair, but Pleasance is um, the doctor from uh, Halloween. Oh wow! <laughs> so, so they thought of him uh, for uh, Child's character, Keith David. They thought of Isaac Hayes, Carl Weathers, and Ernie Hudson. <laughs>
1: Jesus. Bernie Hudson had almost landed it, but lost it to Keith David. Like the name of name of like black actors in the eighties. When did
2: Ghostbusters one come out? Was that eighty four? Yeah, yeah.
1: That'd have been uh, such a fucking ride. The thing back back. followed by Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Holy shit! Yeah, he'd yeah he'd be he'd be a lot more busy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> yeah, uh, for Kurt Russell, uh, it was they thought of Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Christopher Walken and Nick Nolte.
1: It's weird because like a young Walken would have been would, dope, but like you can only picture Walken now yeah. as like yeah. a psychopath. But like, like yeah. young Walken was such an insanely good actor. I mean, even current Walken is a good actor. He's just insane.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. The, the Deer Hunter era, Walken. Yeah, the early because yeah, he was he used to he used to look a lot different. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Uh, they also thought
0: about Brian Dennehy. Uh, Brian Dennehy is the dad from Tommy Boy. Um, <laughs> Chris Christopherson. Oh, God. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Ed Harris or and uh, Tom Berenger.
2: Like the way the story plays out and the settings in this movie, like you could have any cast. Oh, yeah. I've heard like it's a stolen observation. I've been taking a, taking in a lot of thing media over a while, but this is it's a very like stage like sort of like play like stage like presentation in this movie where it's like there's there's not many sets so like it's a very like theatrical kind of movie so like it's just a lot of like people in spaces talking Mm -hmm. and like crazy things happening so you could have you could have like just different stories with different actors and plug them into anything in this and they would the story would work it's a very like it's like a simple greek tragedy
1: i don't i still think you need like I still think the reason this movie works so well is because like Kurt Russell, Keith, David and Wilford Brimley, like really are like paramount to making this movie work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you could just so like, I mean, you could get actors of that accord and it would work, but I still think you needed like, I agree that a lot of the characters were very replaceable. Like you could have put anyone in Palmer's spot and it would have been fine. You could have put anyone in, copper spot and it probably would have been fine Mm -hmm. but like i still think the main three were like paramount for what this movie turned into
0: um they also had ideas of bringing in uh they brought in uh jay leno and gary shandling for (laughs) a a role but they went with somebody else uh they went with david Clennon to be the uh palmer character they thought about bringing in um William Daniels, he's Mr.
1: Feeny from Boy Meets World. Does anybody have a J Leno impression? Huh? No, I don't do impressions. Oh, I can do you? like Tawly, and that's it.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Can you just say like, like, hey? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? But like in a weird J Leno voice, and then there's like a giant monster behind him.
0: Hey, ha- hey have you seen this? Thank, hey. thank you. There I'm, you go. That's, that's, all that. that's all I got. That's all I got. Perfect.
2: Damn. Hey, hey, hey! You see
0: that <laughs> thing over there? Hey, hey. <laughs> Oh, that's all I got. I don't. I, I. I. don't know what he sounds like, but I do at the same time. Just but, throw in some
1: car references, you'll yeah. be fine. <laughs> Bye, Mitsubishi. Jay. Yeah. yeah. Bye, Jay. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Jay. So, Who is uh, Jay's miss- house band? Huh? Who is Jay's house band? Because like, fucking Letterman had. Oh, Letterman
2: has the Paul. famous one. Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jay had Kevin. All oh, right. That's Kevin right.
0: and. Yeah,
2: I never cared for Jay Leno.
1: I didn't either. (laughs) I was more of a Letterman guy. Yeah, remember when late night mattered? Yep. (laughs) Late night sucks. (laughs) Fuck Jimmy Um, Fallon.
0: (laughs) I'm just laughing like Jimmy Fallon is all I was doing there. Um, so like, watch the movie. Yeah, the with the commentary, it's just fun to listen to. Um, of uh, Carpenter talk about how like he was the scene where uh they had they go to the where the blood bank is and like all the blood's been you know drained he said like that was like one of the worst scenes he had to film because he needed to find a way to film all 12 people like 10 people in this shot in such a tiny uh space um so like there's that there's the scene of the one uh when they're all in like the pool hall room, and he had to find a way to, sh- you know, they pan around everybody. Then the camera pans behind Wilford Brimley to show like he's behind because he wanted to make sure that it didn't break the third wall of the fact like people know there's a wall behind him, but if they show him like at a different angle, it would look like oh it's just there's nothing behind him. So they wanted to do that. Um, I just, for me, for this movie, I just love the, how the paranoia starts, like, after, like, the first, when we, when the dog shows up, and everyone's just like, okay, what's this weird dog doing here, and then, by the way, a real dog, um,
2: right, we gotta talk about the dog a little bit,
0: Jed, what's his name,
2: yeah.
0: um, he had, um, Like the scene of the dog walking down the hallway and then pauses and like looks out and like just continues walking and doesn't look at the camera. (laughs) Like Carpenter said, like that was the dog itself doing all that. We didn't train him, we didn't do anything. He was just doing that.
1: He was, he's a method actor. He just, he was chewing up that role. (laughs) Yeah. He was number four of the big time actors in the movie. Jesus,
2: that that the that that scene you talked about that's like probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie of the dog walking down the hallway like it's not it doesn't like if you look at, even before it pauses it like it doesn't walk like a dog it like doesn't yeah. look it doesn't act like a dog it acts like a monster like I, I think in my notes i said something like it's not it's not a dog it's like it's checking it out it's like scoping yeah. out the scene it's <laughs>
0: scoping the scoping out the location yeah. um the, the scene they were talking about was like the scene where the dog has to be go into the cage with all the other ones and how they had, they like, it took them a couple shots because they needed to make sure that the other four dogs would continuously bark or get up as a new dog would enter. <laughs> so like, they like found a way to get all four dogs to like to lay down, not do anything. And let the other Jed who, uh, was a nervous wreck. Like he wasn't around people a lot. So once he got around people enough, they would, you know, he got more comfortable, but like they had to close the set for the dog because of, uh, uh, where's the, uh, uh, Richard Moss, the dog handler. Like he was, he was, I saw a thing, but he was talking about how, um, he would pet the dog or get to dog and the dog would get agitated and like, Hey, okay. Okay. buddy. Like, Hey, come, it, was, you know. it was
2: half wolf. yeah yeah
0: that was the wolf coming out yeah uh but yeah the you know the dog was awesome you know the the crazy scene when the dog the thing dog thing starts coming out like i i felt bad the first time like when they were spraying the dog in the corner (laughs) and you know like oh that's
1: sad things you probably things you also couldn't do in 2022 yeah uh
2: but (laughs) it turned light animal abuse
0: (laughs) right uh don't worry guys the the stuff the the what they sprayed at him was basically the ingredients of twinkies so it was harmless (laughs)
1: I mean, debatable. I don't know if Twinkies are harmless or some well, of the things. Well, I'm sure it, like. St-
2: I mean, whether or not it's harmless or not, it probably like stresses out the dog a little bit. Get yeah. shit. But I, I mean, mean, he definitely they did... did
1: look like he enjoyed getting fucking come down <laughs> yeah. But they did have
0: um, the um, what is it? Not pet control. Um, Pita?
2: Like,
0: yeah, they had PETA. Yeah. Yeah, to make sure they weren't hurting the animals. Yeah, they had PETA on set just to make sure. Like, any, Also, any it probably scene... wasn't
1: PETA. It was probably like the film organization one because hashtag Something, fuck yeah. PETA. PETA's a <laughs> terrible organization.
0: Yeah. Whoever, whoever for the film organization that took care of animals, they were on set. Firefighters were on set for big scenes like uh, all of them and through the movie. But yeah, they controlled everything. Um, but yeah, it was that craziness for the dog. You know, you know, Nowadays, there would be a CGI dog somehow placed <laughs> and all the actors like or it's going to be someone in a green screen
2: yeah, with yeah, a dog like, head. T- talking to a tennis ball like Chris Pratt.
1: <laughs> yeah, It was like it's a little hokey. It's the 80s and like the monster didn't look perfect, but there's plenty of stuff that comes out now where like the CGI looks way worse than this monster did. Like this monster still looked terrifying and gruesome. Like, it just kind of shows how good practical is comparative to going too heavy into CGI land. Yeah. uh, Good. It's just kind of like with Star Wars, like with the prequels, how like heavy CGI was and it kind of ruined a lot of aspects of those movies. Whereas now, like a lot of like Star Wars stuff is more practical. So it looks a lot better. Just go back to practical. Stop all this green screen bullshit and let's get practical again.
2: Well, I think... The, the way carpenter handled it was so like i thought there was i thought the monsters and the effects looked just spec just great
0: and yeah thing. i have no nothing the, like against them. i mean
2: i mean you can tell it's rubber in some scenes but the way it's lit and the way they light it and like the way they shoot it and the camera angles and the lighting it's like i just said lighting three times um
0: what about it, that lighting
2: <laughs> it was lit. <laughs> it
0: was God lit. It.
2: No, if I would
0: say this, if you go listen to the Carpenter the commentary, that's all he talks about for every scene is the lighting right. of and the like, movie. Well,
2: it'd be it's got to be difficult shooting in snow. It's like just incredibly reflective, or in the dark. It's either in the snow or in the dark. So like, like the way they pulled this off to make this movie like just like so like artistic looking and like just like really nicely put together. But yeah, but anyways, like the tubes and the hoses and like the the like the goopy jello blood i thought all worked really well oh, because God. like
1: it's so scarring because it's
2: not blood <laughs> like it's it, uh,
0: it 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 was it, thin- jelly. It, it was it was jelly it was yeah. like uh it was everything that wasn't blood like uh strawberry yeah. sauce uh ke- like tomatoes ketchup like all that weird
2: uh gunk that they would do it to me it looking like that narrative it works because like it's blood that is filled with like thing parasites <laughs> it's like yeah. it's not acting like normal blood like the- uh rob botten
0: is the uh the guy that did the all the the uh he did created all the creatures and all the effects um He worked on the thing for seven days a week for about two months straight. (laughs) Damn. After after the movie was done, he was diagnosed with exhaustion and exhaustion, and Carpenter sent him to the hospital because he was living (laughs) because he was living on the set.
2: Damn. Well, he was like twenty or twenty one or something too. I think around then. But I have
0: no, I have no issues with any of the practical effects because it is practical, and sure, some look rubbery and some look, you know, like the chomper scene.
2: (laughs) That was that was great.
0: (laughs) The guy, the actor that uh had to have the chomper his chest rip open, had to sat with the practical effects guy for ten days to get. They got everything down to the wire of even his body hair was yeah. the way it went to a point where one of the other actors showed up and said, Hey man, get your clothes on and walks <laughs> up to him. And it's like, wait a minute. You're, you're not him.
1: Dude, that fucking scene where it just opens up and bites off doc's hands was yep. so fucking gruesome. Holy shit. I did not see that coming.
2: <laughs> that was a good job.
0: Uh, also uh, the fun fact is they found a guy, a double armed amputee, so it was him with the doctor's mask, a face mask on. So when the doctor gets his arms bit off, and then he like moves over, it's a different person with the, the face a mask on, mask of the actor on with the double. With, that's why his arms are just you know completely nubbed.
2: All of Man, a sudden, they're not going to do that in Doctor Strange Two: Monsters of Madness, <laughs> Multiverse of Madness. No, this, there, there's so much effort into like the tiniest little details in this. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: So who was the first person the dog took over? Was it Palmer? Uh, he took over.
2: Um, where is he? I think it was that lick at the very, very start of the movie. Remember, he like, jumps up and licks him.
1: No, because he like he the dog gets someone in a room at one point.
2: Yeah. Which, there's by that- the way,
0: was was Carpenter. <laughs> oh, really? Because they wanted to make make the paranoia begin of who could that be? Because that's the whole fact, the whole point of this movie is who is the thing and who's not. So when the scene of the dog walking down the hallway and then you see a silhouette of somebody, and the dog goes and goes to him, that's Carpenter in the sitting there. Because if you look at the silhouette, you someone could figure out who it could be, (laughs) But, but. since it was Carpenter. Um, it wasn't any of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think... No, it was not Palmer. It
1: was... Uh, is it... Fuch, like, Fooch? He never gets changed. No, not him, okay? I, I'm trying to find the guy here. Fuchs the... is the guy who, like, ends up burning himself outside to prevent himself from being changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Because the only people who got changed were um, Palmer. Uh, Was it Palmer? Uh, Bennings gets changed, but like they instantly find him and kill him. Brimley, Palmer, Cooper gets his arm bit off. Oh, no, that's Norwegian. Windows technically gets changed, but like it's as he's bitten in half. (laughs) What's oh uh Vance? Vance was changed at some point. He's a guy who had like the heart attack, but was already changed. Vance is the bit, but the chomper. Yeah, because oh, it who's... seems like it's only Vance, Benning's who they instantly kill on Palmer. So I'm thinking it's either Palmer or Norris that in, that Vance that get changed right away. Because well, Palmer... Blair doesn't get changed till he's out in like the shed. Because
0: Palmer is the. I, I looked him up. He is the. Um, he it's the redhead that gets changed first. Palmer's the uh, he was black hair smoking weed with uh, TK Carter's character. in the yes. So that was that as Palmer's out. Dr. Cooper's the one that got to.
1: Dr. Cooper Co- gets his arms bit off. And yeah, Vance is the one that gets. I so think He's the, the one the dog changes first.
2: I think a a fun question I've heard with this movie with some of the the, the thing media I've been taking in is at what point do you realize you're thingified? Yeah. When you get bit, is it immediately or is it like as soon as the hoses are about to pop out of you? Like, it's like the, the rules they set for the thing in this are kind of interesting. And I think it kind of doesn't matter. Like, maybe there's some plot holes there, maybe there's not. But like, it's like this thing is supposed to be mysterious and scary. And it does that. So you're like, it well, I think
1: for the most part, people get changed pretty quickly. Cause I think like Vance, cause like they they're like, Vance, you're supposed to take over. I think he's already changed at that point, mm-hmm. but I don't think he can like operate as the leader well enough that they wouldn't know something was wrong. So that's why he turns it down.
0: The, the first person was George. There is Peter Maloney is the person that gets changed first. Cause he's the one that walks out. He walks in the snow and he's like still transforming and then they blaze him up with the, oh, the flamethrower.
1: <laughs> no, but see one of them's already changed at that point.
0: Because yeah. remember the dog yeah, 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 got yeah. someone. Yeah. 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 So, so, that, so one of
1: them's already been changed over at that point.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, okay. That's okay. 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 Cause the first person that we saw was George. Yes. But We didn't know at the time. There would be more, which that's why I think I love this movie is because the fact facts, the paranoia of like, like Wilford Brimley before being changed was like 100% like, and he 100% like, okay. Oh, he was I dead mean, on. Like he yeah.
1: was reacting in a way that completely made sense for the situation. Which I think. And
0: I love the fact that like, it's like, he's what we would do. Like he's the son. He's the doctor. He finds the organism of the thing showing he had in the 1950s looking version of a computer you know i mean like how (laughs) weird technology is now but how like he's watching the thing take over your cells and then just duplicate it and then he just types in his computer like you know how many people where you're at will get it and it's like you know web mds it it. and then it's like how long would it take if the world got it it's like Twenty seven thousand hours, then the whole world would be taken over. Mm-hmm. So then he just flips out, and I like I just love that the point of it's not it's the subtleties of this plot of the movie of the idea of they're not going to tell you everything like most movies do. It's like the guy's just looking on his computer, and that you just have the 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 viewer yeah. has to figure out themselves of like, oh crap, you know, and. If this gets out of where we're at, the
1: whole world is effed. Yeah. Well, I, so, I, by his math, it was just a little over three years is what it would yeah. take for yeah. the thing to take over the entire world. That's crazy.
2: So it's it's. I was interested how you guys would react to this movie. It's cool. I, I was. It's cool. You guys, kind of, you're focused on the who done it. Like when yeah. I, when I watched this this time, I like, I took it in as sort of like this, just like mood piece kind of where like they were like they were fucked from the jump so like it was just i'm just like watching this like tragedy play out in front of me and like how these people deal with it so that was and then, then, then like trying to piece together like okay hundred thousand years ago this thing arrived and what does it want what, what's its motivations like i think it's, it's cool trying to like parse out the motivations of the thing because there's the i think they kind of have it against the ropes a little bit in this movie because he's there's that scene where he seems to be like desperately trying to build a ship and like
1: yeah that's it, after he'd already taken over uh blair and
2: it's a fun question to ask i think is like is that was that ship ever gonna be successful or was just, or, or is the thing desperate or is it a genius and it was just gonna like
1: well you have to think like this thing crash landed and then was frozen in the ice for thousands of years it's probably also broken like yeah how like did de- like degraded is it from its original state Also, how fucking stupid are these fucking Norwegians (laughs) that they found something in the ice and they thought it like, what the fuck, dude? This is why we have protocols for this shit. The big, horrifying, monstrous spaceship that they find. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that was a cool that speaking of like beautiful cinematography, I like the scene of them lowering down into it.
1: Oh, yeah. Like that looks like there's nothing about this movie where you just go, well, that looked bad. Like there was no moments of it looking bad, which. Mm -hmm. 1982 horror film where (laughs) you're dealing with aliens like this could have looked terrible yeah with
0: that with that scene of them lowering down that was them lowering down a wall but then the rest was all painted in like a paint a scene Mm -hmm. it wasn't like them outside in the arctic or british columbia doing it it's just them doing the oh spam you them it was just (laughs) them uh lowering down a wall and then they painted everything around it because there's a, I, I saw the scene of the big hole in the ground it was a thick a they they were walking on a big thing of white to make it snow and everything else was placed around it was digitally put in
1: Again, showing how practical works though yeah. like yeah. nowadays they just have them climb down a green screen and stuff yeah. and you'd like probably instantly be able to tell oh that's a green screen <laughs>
2: Yeah, this weightless. The, the green screen makes things weightless. That's like my always my big gripe with it.
0: Like- um, to your question, Keith, about the intention, I love the fact that we never know the intention
2: of the thing. And I think, that's,
0: and I think that's, what, that's what I like about it because in most sci fi movies, the alien always has the intention or what they want to do, or we find out what they want to do. For this one, it's hey, crash landed, got thawed out. Okay, what is what is his end game here? He's just taking over people, well, like what you said. Is he is the thing planning on just
1: leaving or taking over the world? We don't know. Well, and we don't know like why it originally was sent here. Like, exactly. Maybe it was originally sent here to capture the planet. Like, maybe. Just yeah. Like, did it crash land or was it trying to land and something just went wrong? And they do a little bit of like story building there with
2: the, when they're doing the autopsy and there's clearly like lots of things that it has been at one point. Mm-hmm. So like, I like in, in my head, Canon, I like to think that the thing is like very calculating and has a plan. And it's like, these humans just got in its way. Like motherfucker, I can wait a hundred thousand years is nothing to me. Like, that's just like, I'll, I'll wait another hundred thousand years. But, yeah. like, I'll just, I'll, I'll be a little particle of blood in the ice when you're done with me, when you blow this place
1: up. You see <laughs> they, but it, we don't know if that's true like it could like it might not have meant to land in the ice like it could have had a much more direct mm-hmm. plan and it got yeah. screwed up. Yeah.
0: The uh the scene of Wilford Brimley gutting the thing he was all for it because he's a cowboy so he's used to gutting animals <laughs> oh, at stuff. So he's just like the yeah noises. this is just oh, the no- this noises. is just normal day work for me. <laughs> um so I know we're talking about the motives and stuff and who did it. So uh, let's talk about the ending because that is a, um, a questionable scene the fun here. One. Fun <laughs> one. Because uh, I'll just say this now the pe- people did not like the ending. The, this movie wasn't as big as it was, uh, big as you think it was at the box office.
2: I'm excited to talk about the Ebert review. People shit on this movie. They did. No one
0: liked the movie <laughs> in the time.
2: But the idea of the child, uh, Keith Davids
0: and Kurt Russell's characters just sitting there going, what do we do next? Like, let's just wait it out because they know they're going to die. Mm-hmm. But the true question is Is, uh, is one possible. of them um, the thing? Because well, that is a question. That is a question that has, since the movies come out, people have made this debate that um, one of them, if not both, could be the thing. We, they don't know, but that's like
1: the debate. If anyone, I would say it's Childs. I think the movie kind of like establishes that it's not McCready. Mm, Well, uh,
0: Carpenter wanted that to be. Carpenter wanted McCready to be at the end.
2: I think, but they they didn't say. What if the blood test was bullshit? Also, like that, like it was just some like cockamamie plan a drunk guy came up with.
1: (laughs) Right, but it actually worked.
0: I
2: love I love that yeah. blood test.
0: It's just like all right, let's figure something out. Okay, boom, blood test. But the for the ending, it's you know they do play the they at the end where they're doing the the suicide mission to blow up the spaceship and child's Keith David's character is you're going to be at this point and then we see a shot of the uh locate the the location and it's a POV shot of someone. So you're like, who's the POV shot of? But Childs is not at his post. So he, and then they see him run away. So then they go, what, Where's Childs going? And then they go, Whatever. We're, you know, he's on his own. We're finished
1: the job we have. That's one thing about the movie. That's like, What the fuck are you idiots doing? Like, if you know suddenly someone's like, like they should have been in teams at all times. No one should have ever been alone at any <laughs> moment.
2: They yeah, shouldn't be allowed to be alone. Well, then, then
0: I'll say this. Then the paranoia becomes because then they start going off in teams. But then when uh, McCready and the TK, uh, 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 oh, no, uh Carter's TK is it TK right? Let me check. Um,
1: yeah, it was the the uh, kitchen the, guy?
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was. I'm trying to uh, not now yeah T.K Carter's character now when they walk, then they go and Kurt Russell's character' is like someone's in my in my loft and then he goes and then TK's Carter character finds a McCready like ripped up jacket. Then the paranoia begins of did they get him? Did they already get him because they found his shirt ripped up so it could be him transforming into McCready. So the whole time McCready is
1: one of them. So then you well, like if he was one of them, why would he destroy, like kill all that's, the other things?
0: That's the thing. That's the thing. She did there. The thing about it, because we don't know their purpose. Like the, the other ones were not playing on the other things, weren't really planning, wasn't going to kill any of them. They were just living among them.
1: It's right, just but they, that, were, they were just waiting for moments to take people over. Like it was yeah. just trying to slowly but surely pick them off.
0: But the only like. The only time, so like the dog that freaked out because it was trying to go, it was going to try and take over other dogs, but they got caught. The, um, who was it? Was it Palmer? The one? no. The, but like the Van- dog
2: shaking in that scene was like yeah. before, like before it thingified when it was shook a little bit. That was yeah. just just uh,
0: Vance. Vance bit the doctor's arms off because it was being the clear you know being electric yeah. sort of broke him open Protecting itself uh the other one who was was it palmer was the one that freaked out yeah cuz palmer's the one that he was tied up the and head. then
1: they did the test and then it yeah. was like oh well you found me out yeah
0: <laughs> but like he wasn't going to kill them he was just going to trans uh he was just going to make him one of him or just take over duplicate I mean to them. be
1: fair though to take someone over is to kill them
0: yeah so the thing but the thing uh, is there When they started to come out with teams, everyone's like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't going with you. I ain't going with you. So, like they they after a bit, they thought of doing teams, but the paranoia between all the guys were like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not working with you. Because you
1: need team, you would need teams of three, like it have to be teams of three, is the way you'd have to do it. Cause you couldn't because if one of them was a bad guy, like then they could just become a bad guy team of two.
0: And that's what they did at the end, but then, uh, you know, but you left Blair... child
1: alone, you never should leave people. I mean, anytime, horror movie, yeah, like subjects, it's but,
0: but that that leads on to the idea of the ending of is childs or McCready the thing just because of you know, it's just the paranoia, you know, like and you, like I told Keith, watch it the first time. You can tell there's tension between McCready and Child the, the whole movie. movie. The <laughs> whole movie is great. It's, I love like it. we don't we don't know why the there is, jumping. but you know there is. <laughs> and
2: also, like, I think on top of all, I think I don't think they really killed the thing, like with blowing it up like that. I don't think that killed it. I find it very the... weird
1: when they set Palmer on fire and then like so he's just out in the snow burning up, and for some reason he throws a stick of dynamite at him to blow him up. I'm like you just sent the goo everywhere it's like you just spread yeah. it like that's not what you do and I mean, with it's... that scene by the way that
0: scared the crap out of Kurt Russell because <laughs> it was real dynamite cool. and he didn't know how big of an explosion it was going to be <laughs> and like he's like yeah I saw my life flash before me because it flew like everything flew back at him
1: what the fuck Alec or not Alec whatever is a Baldwin I'm running Bal- this uh, set was with this uh, bullshit Alec Baldwin
2: uh... <laughs> Hey. Uh, nitroglycerin yeah. is
1: not something we fucked with Like it can explode on a whim Like it doesn't even take that fucking fuse going down Like but- I love I love the
0: scene to be honest I love the scene of when they think McCready could be the thing And then he breaks in And then you like see a Like bearded snow covered yeah. Uh, yeah, Kurt Russell And he has a thing of dynamite in his hand and He has a lit flare and he's like Get the fuck away from me <laughs> or we're all going <laughs>
2: This, and, but go ahead, Keith. I was gonna say, like the there's a, definitely a few like famous moments that kind of I think that have like made it to the broader culture in this movie, and that's I think that shot of the Kurt Russell's face is one of them. And then the in the blood the blood test scene, like it, it's in an episode of South Park, and I think other things parody the blood test scene. Yeah,
0: uh, Kurt Russell came out and said that one of his favorite lines is by the actor that played Palmer, like when the head starts to w- walk away, and he's like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me." Oh, like was- he loves that scene, uh, that line. I love the line of the end of with the big thing, and Kurt Russell has to blow it up. He's
1: like, hey, Go fuck yourself! <laughs> that would that was such a good scene. The weird thing with the Palmer thing is that he's a thing at that point, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so there was that, you know, as the, the, th- the,
1: the head walking away is like, There's not, there's almost
2: no con- This movie is very grim, but that part was yeah. very funny, <laughs> I think. It, Dude, watching to the head
1: transform into some little, like, weird walking creature. Yeah. I also, it did one of the classic shitty movie things where Windows totally would have been able to see that thing walking. Like, as it was walking away, it totally would have been in his peripherals. Oh,
0: they're that scene when they're like, when that guy, when the head's walking away. And I'm like, seriously,
1: none of you will see the head walk away. The giant spider head? Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. I always hate those scenes where it's like, Really, that like that's not how eyes work. <laughs> like you don't have like this really tight cone when you're looking forward. Like you still have a pretty broad vision. Yeah. Uh uh Kurt Russell played a joke and had the cast help
0: because they were using real flamethrowers and they didn't know how big of a oomph it would give. So one day after filming, uh the next day, Kurt Russell showed up on set with his um face bandaged. <laughs> and like makeup on and told Carpenter that his face got blown up by the <laughs> like, thrower.
1: And also what the fuck was... they had real flamethrowers the yeah. <laughs> They these uh, rules.
0: carpenter and Russell talked about how they burned themselves a lot because of the flares. Oh yeah, I'll bet. Well, so they there's had all rush... the
2: scenes of him like them like walking around the hallways with like the the lit, like, that's why thing.
0: he rushes yeah. dialogue in order to get in get it all in before the 90 second flare would run out. Because it yep. kept burning their hands. So That's once again, it. they're using like practical real effects here. And, like, you know, uh,
2: it was dangerous, but it paid off.
0: <laughs> it did. Yeah. It's like crazy thing. Um, but yeah, he played the joke and, you know, for I think it lasts about an hour. And then Carpenter, they finally told him like, hey, you're uh, you're fine.
1: I think one of my favorite practical effects scenes in the movie, though, was at the end when Wilfred Brimley just, like, stuck his fucking hand in oh, Gary's face. Yeah. That, that was one, gruesome. I could, I could feel it. That was, when you like,
2: see the fingers coming out of the cheeks, like, oh, what's happening here? Because there's something that's so, like, just, it's like, scratches some, like, primal thing in the back of your brain when you see something yeah. like that. But it's like, nope, that, that's not what faces do. What? I, 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 I loved... <laughs> that's I, not I, how
1: you face. Yeah, exactly.
0: I loved when they, like, when Brimley is going crazy... Um, and and the car and the commentary they t- bring it up about how he didn't want to get hurt as bad. So like if you watch when Kurt Russell th- runs at him with a table, <laughs> like he checks himself, or know where he's gonna hit the wall. Brimley does because he knows he's gonna get like attacked, and he's just, <laughs> he did not want to get attacked. But I loved him being in, like in the shack by himself, and you know they come and check on him. He's like, hey guys, I'm fine now. You can let me out while there's a noose hanging. Next
1: to him, he's like, dude's gonna kill himself if he's not gonna get out. (laughs) No, well, see, my thinking is at that point, he's already a thing. So, original Palmer, not put the news up, original Blair Brimley was going to hang himself, or maybe even like tried. I mean, maybe he did, yeah, and then they just found the body and took it over. Yeah, he Um, was gonna hang himself, but then the thing got to him, and then he was like, nah, dog, I'm fine. Let me back in. I'm It'll good. It'll all be fine. Yeah, I'm good, I guys. I will take your body and mouth fuck you with my tubes. <laughs>
0: um, Kurt Russell took hits off a cigarette to get the smoke to, <laughs> in certain Praise. shots to make the breath be visible. Um, and I talked about in the commentary how it was so weird that there was no women in the movie. Like, it's the first time in a long time at that time that there was no women in the movie and honestly on set too because they had one person on set but she was pregnant and she water broke oh, so she so in the entire movie there's basically no women you know on on the crew or on the as actors I th- we get the
2: i think that works really interestingly for the story cuz it's sort of like an examination of like like weird dudes being weird dudes and like this like masculine energy like locker room kind of thing going on with a bunch of guys on a job site that are all like kind of surly and fucked up. And also uh, not my observation, gonna give credit for it before I heard it, but like that probably that line of work probably like wasn't their first choice. Like these are all pretty like like interest like probably like questionable backgrounds. For these dudes, like you don't you don't choose to end up in Antarctica digging for I think by the way, I think it's oil because there's that chevron barrel, and I think it's oil-related.
1: Well, no, they just needed all that oil to run the generator. That's true. Yeah, that's That's what all that oil was for, was for the generator.
2: Which by the way, yeah, these are a bunch of like potentially like dangerous dudes.
0: (laughs) Which and by the way, there's in the commentary uh Kurt Russell brought up because the scene where they uh they light um george on fire on the outside and then next to that barrel he uh, russell made the joke like in most other movies that barrel would be blowing up
2: yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like the red barrels in video games
0: <laughs> so also the idea for uh so the idea for that they took out was that um mccready was a like a vietnam vet pilot and that's why he was drinking all the time oh interesting and that's why like The idea of him becoming the leader and he was super hesitant, and like every scene, he's like, I don't want to be a leader. You know, that was the idea of like him having not you know, non flashbacks and stuff. What is the idea of like his character being that type of person?
2: I'm very very glad they didn't, I'm very glad they didn't have that in there.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that would have really needed it. It's too much.
2: It's it's too much.
1: I think for the most part, it worked just like that. Everyone's just in this, like. It's the '80s. There's not much you. Ca- I mean, they're watching reruns of tea- like game shows. Like mm-hmm. they do an amazing
2: amount of storytelling just with him losing at chess and pouring the whiskey in the computer. Like that. T- like all right, I-, I got it. I know him now. <laughs>
1: <That's-> <laughs> the-
2: yeah. There's all that. Yeah.
1: It's like, just there's um, not much to do. You get bored, so you drink yeah. a lot.
2: And like maybe he is a Vietnam vet, but like they don't need to say that out loud. I think like.
0: What did you think? I just wouldn't what? have added much to the movie. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have. Like, oh, he know he, he would know more about guns or something. That's like the idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, would have been the thing.
1: I mean, well, he's just clearly a U.S. Air Force pilot, though. Like, so yeah. I just assume he knows how to use weaponry because that's what the military yeah. definitely trains you to do. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, Kurt Russell
0: has his uh uh pilot license. So the scene of when they leave the compound to go to the Norwegian place after they got up in the air that was kurt russell flying off so badass the, the, the pilot was like yeah your turn <laughs> um and like kurt russell brought stories up about um flying from la to phoenix and seeing like ufos like the wow, like there's like yeah. a the like there's a i forget what it's called but it's like a famous arizona like uf so ufo sightings of like 30 oh, nice. UFOs, and like he's like, Yeah, I've seen it. Like, I've been flying, and like, I've seen it. I don't like no big deal or anything, but I've seen that before. That's, cool, Russell.
2: And that, that, that's badass. He's an alien guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, it took him a year to grow the beard.
2: Damn, that's a big so, beard.
0: I loved it. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell is a good looking man. He's I love his laugh. I love his laugh. Yeah. That's what I. Kurt Russell's one of my favorite actors. I like he, he seems to be a good person. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I hope so. I hope so. It's one of those things like don't meet your hero. That's what I'm going to try and do. With <laughs> I
2: want Kurt Russell's autograph on my seltzer yeah. waters. <laughs> um
0: but yeah, there's this. I I just love the movie because of the fact that like it it's a horror movie, but it's also a thriller, it's a conspiracy, it's the who's who.
1: Um, Turn your goddamn vibrate off. This time it's it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I well, would almost us- almost argue it doesn't really fit a category perfectly because like it's a sci-fi thriller horror. Yeah, without really being any of those, so it's very interesting that right. like it's just kind of like this thing. Dun dun dun. Well, it's Uh, that's
2: why that like the story structure works so well for you can put 100 different genres in it because it's just like you're watching the fall of these people just happen in front of you. And that's basically the story. Yep, That's why it's so it's so beautiful. It's like
0: Uh, also thing about Keith David is he broke his hand in a car accident like the day before shooting. So if you watch him, he has a he has either gloves on. Or they put a glove on and then they painted it black to make it look like his normal hand because of all the swelling and the pins that he had in his hand. Holy so, fuck. Uh yeah, they um you know, and then there's a lot if you watch it again, and there's a lot of scenes of him full scene hiding behind someone that you can notice his left hand <laughs> always behind something. That's funny. You can never notice that uh he's really hurt.
2: So one of the critiques I heard is that there's not like a big grand finale. What do you guys think about that?
0: I think the big finale was the, the end when then blowing up the
2: entire structure of the comedy. I mean, yeah, I
1: was about to say, they blew up the entire fucking base. What more finale did people want?
2: I mean, I guess there's like not, there's not like a big grand reveal of the thing. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I need that. No, I'm, I agree. I was just, that's, it's it's kind of interesting. I guess a normal movie would they would have had like a boss fight at the end. Or the only
1: thing that bugs me is I think the way they both should have died because if McCready was like really like all on board with like this thing can't get out to protect mm-hmm. the human race is they both should have walked into fire like the whole just like <laughs> sitting there in the snow thing bugged me a little bit. because it's like you've made this whole commitment to protect the world. Just take the final step there. There have been other
0: ideas that they're uh, so like because the ending of them. Well, the thing is, they're at the ending. They're both sitting there. They're drinking. But they also both have a weapon that they could kill each other with if need be with that traumatization. But once Childs goes, What do we do now? You know, McCready's like, Let's just wait a day and see what happens.
2: Well, didn't the the studios not want Carpenter to do the ending that they did?
0: Yes, the studio did not. So they wanted some scenes. They
2: wanted (laughs)
0: wanted the happy ending. They thought of having a, a shot of the helicopter being brought in, like uh, them being rescued. And then the idea of maybe it gets out.
1: But then I was that idea. Go ahead, Rick. I just like the way they did it because of how open ended it is like Mm -hmm. and one you're left with so many other options of how to do like a sequel if you ever wanted to, like there's so many ways you can play off of this. You could make one or both have be the thing. Yeah. And their bodies get found and get it revived. Like, there's so much you could do with this. And I think not everything needs a pretty little bow. Like, I think it makes you think more about the movie the way it ended. Like, Mm -hmm. some things are best left open to the imagination and for people to debate. Not everything needs to have, like, the perfect ending.
0: Yeah. Uh, In the early version, it was going to be a helicopter rescuing both McCready and Childs. It was Kurt Russell's idea for the final moment with McCready and Childs, uh, as well as the final line of dialogue to uh, make it right. But, yeah, that's why, like, I always I say before we, you know, later when we get to the box office and reviews and stuff, like, people did not like the ending. Because it's <laughs> probably one of the first times that no one leaves home happy.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, people Um, in general, like the masses always hate that type of ending. It's kind of like how people really hated the ending to Sopranos, a show I've never watched. So I don't have like a huge in and out of it. But sometimes leaving stuff open to interpretation is like, because I would argue the ending to Sopranos was probably better than the ending to Game of Thrones, which was a super (laughs) finite thing. And no one liked the ending to Game of Thrones. You couldn't see a thing. Uh, The ending of the film at the time was,
0: uh, you know, was... At for, it could be have won the first of times, but now it's considered iconic. Um, an audience member asked Carpenter at one market research screening, uh, "Who was the thing at the end?" Carpenter said, "It was up to their imagination to decide." Though by this, they were unamused, saying, "Oh God, I hate that."
2: Uh, that's funny.
0: So it's the idea of again. This is that movie of is up to you to decide. Is Macreadya?
1: the thing is child the thing um or neither of them a thing and there's just the blood thing? in the snow somewhere because yeah. remember even the blood was fucking alive
2: that, so that's my ending in my head That <laughs> the thing that they just didn't do shit to it
0: <laughs> um there were plans to film a direct sequel with carper to direct and russell rep- uh reprise the role uh Announced for a release in 99 project didn't progress past the early script stages. And so a video game called the thing was came out in 2002. I played and that. then, and then <laughs> the, the 2011, the thing. So.
1: Be I'm game. interested to watch now and get the, um. well, now we get to see the Ouija's point of view. I'm interested yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: in the 2002, you find out that Mac MacCready and Childs were humans. Oh, that's um, funny. Um, By the way, but that game
2: b- very revolutionary in uh, squad mechanics and third person action video games. Um uh,
0: and however on November 23rd, 2012, John Carpenter treated out that, that yes, one of them was a thing.
2: Ooh. So it's that
0: fun fact of hey, who's yeah, who? I mean,
2: also like who cares? <laughs> yeah, right.
0: It's just that matter, it's just a matter of who's who, which is awesome. I like about yeah. it. Um One of the fun stuff I looked into was the uh, puppeteering about the, the scene of Kurt Russell after windows being chomped up by Palmer's thing. And then like windows is in the corner covering his own blood and like dying and, and about to start mutating. And uh, McCready, Kurt Russell's character blows him away. Right. Behind that wall was like three puppeteers having to move the arms and legs of windows. (laughs) So they legit have fire like on them
2: as they're trying to move their stuff around.
1: Jesus, that's intense. Yeah. I'll
2: but, but it was again, pretty painless when uh, Strange America were flying through the multiverse. <laughs> oh, good god!
1: What I don't. Um, where is this coming from? Can you just not shit on obviously okay Marvel stuff?
2: You no, know, that's funny because I think that movie was okay.
1: I don't have that many problems with it. <laughs> I mean, I agree. The movie was okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, a fun coincidence is uh, in the in Halloween movie uh, they're actually watching the thing, not the 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 original thing. Uh, thing uh, from like outer space. Oh, the nineteen
1: fifty one
0: so, one. Yeah, they have that on the back. Ah, I guess. Um, and then the uh, guy that came up with the logo, what he did was he achieved the effect by with a plastic bag placed on a stencil, oh, and he melted it. One. <laughs> by a heat source to make it bring out the thing logo. The <laughs> yeah um but i thought that was really cool to see um carper brought up to the universal since it was that was the company that produced it that let them just have the universal logo be like what they would do for everybody else's name and font instead of just having like the Universal globe Mm -hmm. pop up. It's just like Universal Studios
2: presents. Boom. The opening crawl was kind of was odd in this movie.
0: It kind of reminded me of the Predator because the fact that you get that. But But then all of a sudden, then you get a ship. Then you get a ship sent to Earth. You know, I'm like, oh, it's Predator. But like Predator doesn't come out for another five years. Mm. But no, I overall enjoyed this movie i don't I, you know there could be a here and there for my personal thing a here and there of like uh, there could be this or that i didn't like about it but like honestly i o- overall enjoyed this movie i'm once again happy that keith picked a mm-hmm. horror movie that i went out and bought
2: yeah the, i'm trying to think of the i had trouble i think there was a lot of characters to try to keep track of in my mind like i can't remember all their names so that but then I, then I think into, like, just where they're at and what they're doing. Like, this is a job site. And, like, they all, like, they all just literally do just serve a purpose. Like, there is, like, there's the scientist. There's the engineer. There's the pilot. So, like, they all have their, like, specific jobs. And, like, to know, to, like, have trouble mixing them up maybe isn't a bad thing. Because it's, it's just a work site. And that's, mm-hmm. like, the field adds to the relationship.
0: And that's why I, I kind of don't mind the fact that there's like 12 guys on set because of the fact like they all have their purpose of the movie, mm-hmm. and they all have their one scene or two scenes, you know? Like, we had the big, you know, your big three of Brimley, Davids, and Russell as your main four. Yeah. And main three, and then everybody else, you know, one, two are doctors, one's the dog handler, one's the cook, one's, you know, um the radio guy, one is... Um, and like
2: I said, with the, with the whiskey and the chess game, they do a lot of quick storytelling to like try to make you re- like when he's roller skating down the hallway and he doesn't turn the music down, like that says a lot about him or like when uh, what's his, the radio guy just keeps his sunglasses on and just kind of windows crazy hair. Yeah. When windows yeah. looks like windows, that tells you a lot about him. Without-
0: and it's like, I like, the, like, I like the idea that like, you know, you think about it it's like windows, the radio guy is trying to get a hold of someone on the other side and And, like radios out like the radios is out and then brimley you know hey why can't they get a hold of anybody they've tried already they've tried and then brimley destroys it all by going axe crazy on all the things which was a one shot because they just let brimley go crazy with the axe and uh like i think i think that's awesome it's just the fact of you know the paranoia from brimley that starts the paranoia between all the rest of the, the guys like Who was who was it? One of them just kills himself. Um, Which one was it? No, Vance's one blows up. Was it no? Uh, Fuchs Fuchs kills himself. Fuchs just kills himself because he doesn't want to be taken over. Um, (laughs) You know the the scene, the blood test scene, and then you see Richard Masur's Clark character, the dog handler, with a, a a knife, and Kurt Russell
1: flats up shoots him in the head and he Too was in I think we all thought that guy had turned yeah hadn't
0: so there's like there's that because you know but also would the thing grab a knife
1: because yeah, he's using his fair.
0: he's using the the technical the tentacles and whips that that he shoots out of himself to grab the his prey so like would the thing grab a weapon
1: Maybe. that's fair probably not <laughs>
0: So yeah, because like it's just that paranoia began. Because that's because when that scene happens, it's the scene of Mac- McCready being brought back in, breaking in with the dynamite, and the idea that they saw his shirt shredded, so they think he could be he could be the thing now. But maybe he could be the thing because of his shirt being <laughs> shredded. He came up with the excuse that someone ransacked his uh, his location and just threw his shirt out there. So there was that possibility that mccready could be the thing at that point i'm just throwing that one out. <laughs> so but overall i love this movie i don't know how i feel with the 2011 one but before we uh <laughs> anything else
1: guys it's always God. harder to talk about movies we like because it's not like there's nothing to make fun of like it's just it's good no we've gone yeah we um so uh, what we can talk, we'll
0: talk a little bit more now because of the box office and budget and all that stuff. Um, Keith, do you want to do the uh, Ebert review?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a good one. And I guess it's not necessarily a terrible, it's two 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 and a half out of four stars, which is, it's interesting in context. Now it's pretty well regarded as a classic of all time kind of thing. Let's see. First paragraph he kind of he shits on it a lot so just from i guess the general consensus around then was that this movie was just a gross out movie and it was like too gory and like people were kind of gnarled out by that the thing is a great barf bag movie all right but is it any good i found it disappointing for two reasons the superficial characterizations and the implausible behavior of the scientists on that icy outpost characters have never been carpenter's strong point He says he likes his movies to create emotions in his audiences, and I guess he'd rather see us jump six inches than get involved in the personalities of his characters. This time, though, despite some roughed-out typecasting and and a few reliable stereotypes, the drunk, the psycho, the hero, has populated his ice station with people whose primary purpose in life is to get jumped on from behind. The few scenes that develop characterizations are overwhelmed by the scenes in which the men are set up for an attack by the thing. I think people were just distracted by, like, the efforts they put into making the thing scary and gory. And I think that like distracted people from like this, like pretty cool, like set piece of a story. And that's interesting how that changed over time.
1: I also don't think I needed more character development. Like it didn't really like, yeah, that, I don't like knowing someone through and through isn't what I really need in this situation of a movie.
2: Yeah, and I keep going back to like the job site aspect of it. Like they know each other like co workers know each other. So,
1: like, I, I would say, as
0: Rick said in the first 10 minutes of this movie, he learned everybody's character by the, you know, by 20 minutes. The, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, you know, the Gary character, you can basically think of him as the foreman.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I don't, like, I don't need any more than that. Like, they're, yeah. They're acquaintances and nothing more
2: and the yeah. like you got to be fucking kidding me line is something you say at work that yeah like- all the time <laughs> you gotta be
0: fucking kidding yeah, me.
2: that's a work line
0: yeah um so i'll always bring this out as of so next week we'll be doing the 2011 one but in 2020 universal studios and blumhouse Productions that do all the halloween movies are that. in are announced. They did announce the development of a remake of the Carpenters' The Thing. You no, know. um, the remake would be described as incorporating elements of The Thing from Another World, the '51 movie, and The Thing, as um and its expanded universe. Uh, yeah, so there's going to be several it's gonna different be versions. There's <laughs> a thingiverse. Yeah, what but the- that was in 2020, and it's been two years since, and I haven't I haven't found or heard anything about it.
1: To be fair, something kind of happened in 2020 that has delayed a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Also, good. I don't
1: need a remake. Like, you have the perfect elements to just make a sequel and jump off from there. Don't remake perfect. Not maybe not perfection, but don't remake a classic. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's kind of like um, how they remade not fillers. They remade um. What did, I mean, like. God, they've remade a couple classic movies. Uh Roadhouse. They remade Roadhouse. No oh, one gave yeah. a shit about the Roadhouse remake. Who's <laughs> gonna go watch a remake of Roadhouse?
2: The, the Assault on Precinct 13 remake. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's oh, they why I said it first.
1: The, they remade that one Keanu movie. Point break. Yeah, they remade point break. Who needed a fucking point break break remake? Yeah, that
0: movie's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I am an FBI agent. Ah! Uh, ah! <laughs> So let's go to the budget for this movie. So the budget I thought it was high.
1: Only 15 million dollars. But you gotta remember 15 million dollars in 1982. Uh,
0: so I found that the
1: equivalent to 2021
0: 15 million in 1982 to two, 2021 would be 42.1 million dollars. Yeah,
1: that's a pretty high budget movie for like God, boomers suck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, box office domestically it only got 19 million. Huh. Internationally 2955. Holy so shit. In reality it was it's 19 19- like one there's like
2: one theater in London.
0: <laughs> it's like 19 million point 19.6 million was its total box office gross. That equivalent would be $55 million. So it would only gain if 2021
1: numbers $13 million. And the way and, that they cooked the books and everything—that means yeah. it, may, it made like negative two hundred million dollars. Exactly. Yes,
0: because they yeah. um, they thought that the uh, they it, that was the most they gave a horror movie a uh, budget-wise at the time it was like that fifteen million was like holy crap because um, Harp- Carpenter's like Halloween was like. I want to say a couple hundred thousand.
2: I'll bet. Yeah, there wasn't much in that.
0: Um, oh, there it is. Hang on. Uh, it was <laughs> the, it. Bu- the budget for Halloween was 300000 300,
2: to $325,000. Wow, that was a big jump.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I would assume most of that probably had to go into like the character creation because, I mean, like, there was a lot in that for 1982 to make the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of it went to the production, the British Columbia. Um,
2: Build a set in the summer and wait for the snow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, by the way, uh, Kurt Russell was the last person be uh, hired on to be the last actor. To the point where the second unit was already filming in uh, Alaska. The aerial shots. Yeah, that's interesting um so let's go to the box office for june 25th 1982 and i've already read this one before
1: yeah Yeah. because a movie we've already watched debuted the same week so june 25th
0: 1982 coming in at number 10 the re-release in its fourth week with two million was bambi uh, number nine in its first week with 2.3 million megaforce uh, you can go back and listen to that on the queue. It's about a vampire a a naked woman vampire the whole movie uh, is brought from space into the world then she makes people zombies. it's weird
2: and this was number nine you said
0: this was nine okay coming in number eight <laughs> in its first week with three million dollars. The Thing. Ouch. Yeah, that sucks. Coming in number seven in its fourth week with 4.1 million, Poltergeist. Number six in its sixth week with 4.5 million, Annie. Number (laughs) five in its fourth week with 4.5 million, Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan.
1: God damn. Sci-fi in 1982 is ridiculous. That also probably hurt The Thing. Is that, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll there bring was that up. I'll such bring a sci-fi. Like
0: I have I have stuff here about that. I'll bring it up after this here. Uh coming in number four in its fifth week with uh, five million, Rocky Three. Number three in its second week with five point one million, Firefox. Uh, number two in its first week, which you can listen to us talk about it with six point one million, Blade Runner.
2: What was that Firefox movie? Was, was that the one we all got obsessed with on that episode? Yeah, isn't it's like
1: that, stupid and random. It's like
2: something we gotta watch.
0: Uh, I don't think it's a Clint Eastwood movie.
2: Isn't it isn't like a fighter pilot or something?
0: A pilot is sent to the Soviet Union to mission is still a prototype jet fighter that can particularly control by a nuclear link. No, no, we, it's, it's, fair, it's another, it's another shot. In, yeah. And then number one in its third week with $13 million was E.T. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so sci-fi you have E.T. Blade Runner Wrath of Khan,
0: Poltergeist, and then Megaforce in the
1: thing. Holy crap! Thing.
0: So, but the thing is, a lot of the critical blame that they put it in the science sci-fi genre is the fact that first Blade Runner came out the same week, uh, but then also in the sci-fi area, you had Conan the Barbarian, Poltergeist, Star Trek, The uh, Wrath of Khan, Mad Max 2, and Tron, Oof, all coming Tron. out that summer.
2: Damn tron rock and another
0: thing is they rated our fact rating for it was given yeah. because of that so a lot of people didn't go to that um the impact of this uh john carpenter lost the directing job of 1984's Firestarter due to the poor to poor performance by the thing in theaters he was Brilliant. called um uh, he was called a uh was being a pornographer of
1: violence yeah, for this movie, Jesus yeah. Christ, what would the people have thought when Saw came out? Yeah,
2: but at the time it was that. So but yeah, this was um, like this was kind of moral majority times. Let's see, wasn't this was eighty two? Was eighty two Reagan? things things got weird under him.
1: <laughs> Keith, I don't know if you've noticed, but the moral majority thing uh, hasn't gone away.
2: Oh no, it's gotten worse.
1: <laughs> no, they've just got it was more Reagan. Violent. It was yeah. Reagan
0: in eighty two yeah yeah, but uh yeah so like this this movie had poor box office but it has become a cult phenomenon ever since once the release happened because it came out uh the blu-ray came out in 08 with the commentary of carpenter and kurt russell um the 4k came out this past september
2: by the way, I got to shout out the 4K. Joe already did, but this is—I think this is the first. I'm pretty new to 4K world, and this was the first 4K I've seen where, I, like, my jaw you hit notice? the floor. Was like, yeah. no, I was like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful." I
0: <laughs> I should have bought it, but I'm gonna wait. But I've been told the Indiana Jones ones in 4K oh, those, those are, are those fantastic.
2: Yeah,
1: the res of stuff shot on original film always looks so amazing. Like yeah. I said early on, like everything that was shot on original film before they they switched to digital and before they got to like actually good digital mm-hmm. yeah looks fine it's that period where every like the beginning uh-huh. of digital camera work that stuff yeah. doesn't up like it just it's gonna look like shit forever
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you know even though this did, did a big poor box office this does did not hurt um carpenter with you know and kurt russell's and four years from now they're doing big trouble in little china
2: yeah that's a big one yeah
0: then don't get me started on escape from la which you can listen to what we talked about that on the queue as it was not a good movie it wasn't (laughs) kurt's fault it was just a bad movie um so let's go the rate uh ratings poor uh you know box office things but imdb gives the thing an 8.2 as it's been called one of the scariest movies of you know one of the best horror movies of 1982 and the fact that it it's a movie that you should see before you die type it's in one of those lists now. What it has that so
1: that- hurt the movie is that it was more of a pure horror like it not a pure horror but it's still a horror movie and like well you had halloween and stuff i don't think horror like horror is not what horror is now where horror can be mainstream where like we have nope coming out and at the end of the month, I think is when Nope comes out. It does. Like you get to be like a blockbuster instead of like a cult thing. Like like horror was in the eighties.
0: Like horror. It's like the, you know, Keith is more of a horror, horror, you know, genre type person. But like, I, I, you know, me being a big movie buff and is following this stuff. And it's like, the reason why I love Halloween is because it's more of that thriller instinct of, it is a horror movie. But it's the fact that you know you don't see blood, you don't see. It's the he's behind you, and you turn around, he's not. It's that suspense feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came to my realization that if you think about Terminator One, it's a horror movie.
2: Oh yeah, Terminator One's a horror movie.
0: It, it is a horror movie. It's it's Michael Myers as a machine it's a
2: monster movie. Yeah,
0: Mon- yeah and it's <laughs> just like at the time, like me growing up, I'm like, oh, that no, that's just a robot. Dick also. Right? Yeah, it's oh, yeah.
1: the argument that Terminator 1 <laughs> and the original Alien are both horror movies and then yeah. their sequels are action movies. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Then, But like for the thing it, that's the thing. It's like it got put in that horror slash sci-fi and then at the time we mentioned all the sci-fi movies and it's like do you really put that as a sci-fi? No, it's more of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a horror movie with like a sci-fi twist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it's that and like this movie uh, alone watching and it's like there's not much comedy in it you know i mean like in most nowadays movies there will be the comedy part there'll be a a a actor that is supposed to be the one-liner you know the oh no but in this one the only funny lines are you gotta be fucking kidding me when they see the spider head and then when kurt russell yells hey yeah go fuck yourself yeah fuck you too you know
2: like I'd, like I'd if they curious. made it
1: nowadays, they would have put the guy from Police Academy and Spaceballs as like the cook guy to do weird sound effects to get like the silly gag moments.
2: And the, the radio guy would have been Josh Gad.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, ah. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm curious about because there's I think like the A24ification of horror movies in the last 10 years. I'd, I'd be curious about their take on a thing. Because A twenty four movies are very like slow and serious and somber, and there's like no humor in them. So I'd, I, that might fit. I, I, I'd take them over Blumhouse, doing
0: or see. Well, we, 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 me, Keith, we know we talk about the uh, Halloween uh, Kills movie. You know how
2: <laughs> it sucks, uh, so shit, but it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. I don't so know can what you're we technically
1: about. do a Jordan Peele horror movie? I would love to do that. You can. Those you, are technical because we did the. They're all related. Because we did the three flavors one.
2: They don't touch each
1: other, but it's the same. Like...
0: They're in in certain ways they do, but not really. Yeah. We we should so think you can... about doing that
1: at some so point. We can that do would be the because I've yeah. I've not seen any of them, but I've heard they're all fantastic, and I'm same. excited about Nope.
2: Don't watch any more trailers for Nope. The new one just kind of like gives the story away.
1: I fuck, oh. I don't watch trailers anymore, too. Yeah. Trailers are <laughs> it, the it, worst it, thing that's r- happened to cinema. R-
0: Rick, it's in the uh it's in the Thor trailers.
1: I. I need them to start giving me times after the trailers because I I don't want to watch trailers anymore. Yeah, give me. I want trailer previews that don't show me anything to give me an idea if I yeah, want to see
2: the movie. Or not. Bring back teasers. Love a good. I teaser.
0: brought I I brought this up with somebody. What they need to do with movie franchises, Star Wars, Fast and Furious, any Marvel movie, just put the date and a uh, title. And then like a photo that's all you got to do for those movies because <laughs> you know, people will be going to go watch them.
1: Yeah. But like, it's um, even, cause like even movies like sing, I liked the original sing, but I've never wanted to see sing Two because the trailer showed me everything. I'm like, I want, I don't did, feel the need to see this movie anymore.
0: I, I know we're, it's off the rails from it, but like Keith can, I, I don't know if he can remember, but when we watched resident evil for the first time or I did, I pinpoint the entire movie because I told him, like, hey, I've seen this trailer like 10 times, <laughs> and I can pinpoint tell you the entire movie via the two
2: trailers I saw. That's a series we got to do.
1: <laughs> God, there's so many fucking movies. Though. I know
2: it'd be miserable. It'd be yeah. like, it'd be like when we did Fast and Furious, and I'm like, oh, I have to watch that Fast and Furious movie again <laughs> this week. <laughs> uh, Except so, like, uh,
1: none of them were good after no. like three. Or really? After In one, Resident Evil.
0: <laughs> really? After, yeah, after, after one. Uh, so, IMDb gave it an eight point two. While we go to Rotten Tomato, all critics gave this an eighty three, top critics a fifty four, and the audience gave it a ninety two. Yeah, that
1: sounds right. What the fuck is wrong with top critics?
2: It was. It was the eighty. It was that like that gore scare thing. I think we were talking about.
1: I think that's it. I think because
0: it's the gore because. You know, if you go back and look at horror movies, what you know, Halloween came out four years before, there wasn't any gore. Um, but I don't I'm trying to think like when did Hellraiser come out?
1: What's funny to me is like we keep talking about all the gore. The only thing to me that made me squeamish was when they were cutting their thumbs with the knife. that that made me squeamish
2: i didn't like nothing else made
1: me squeamish
2: the dog got me when it was shook and the the noodles came out of it i didn't like that
1: (laughs) see that didn't get to me because it's Uh, still like well i think it looked good for its time i mean it looked good even now comparatively stuff that isn't like really sunk in actual reality doesn't usually get to me like watching people cut their thumb with a knife (laughs) like that was like i was like oh oh
0: because like yeah. the big name horror franchises, Halloween 78, Friday the 13th is 1980. Hmm. Nightmare uh Hellraiser doesn't come out till uh
2: uh eighty-seven. I've I thought about picking that series and that movie those movies are like not fun to because of the gore in it, they're like not fun to watch. <laughs> That's yeah, they must be
1: pretty gory for you to say that.
2: Oh yeah, there was I, I do a lot of like covering my face, and be like, oh no, a nightmare
0: <laughs> on Elm Street came out in '84. So, after this, so the so like only the '80s
1: was the original horror, like, you yeah. would probably say that's the silver age of horror, yeah. And now we're kind of in like the golden age of horror, yeah.
0: Um, so before we glaze them, let's rank them. We're, uh, since we're doing two movies, we're gonna do best thing, best crew, best transformation, gross out scene, and movie. So let's <laughs> since crew is just the first one, that's easy. Good crew, uh, good crew. Uh, best thing. So we have the dog creature. We have Palmer's creature that's tied up on the bench. You have um, Brimley's one that he doesn't really transform. He's just well, it becomes that giant worm at the end. But like the you know when he's uh, Blair, he's really no one. Um, we have Vance, the chomper one, Vance, joy, (laughs) his refrigeration. Got it. Uh, Bob Vance refrigeration. Um, (laughs) then you have, uh, George's and he's just half thing still.
2: Well, I got mine. Okay. What's yours? (laughs) It's the, it's, it's the dog. The dog, as the dog, when when the thing first has the dog and it's walking around creeping, that's my favorite thing moment, I think. Like the the moment that the thing does.
1: Fuck or the face palm?
2: No, no, dog,
1: go dog. Dude, uh, that face palm, that was (laughs) pretty fucking epic. Yeah. I like the the chomper one.
2: Oh, chomper! That's that's the, that's the like iconic. Like that's the.
0: I prefer the dog, uh, the chomper one, because you don't see it coming.
2: Yeah. So,
0: Rick, do you
1: have one? I think we said them all. Yeah. Because mine was really like the palm, like the reaching yeah. into his face.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then,
1: dr- and then, while holding him by his face, dragging the body away. The outline
2: of the fingers. That yeah, that scene. God Back, damn yeah. carpenter!
0: <laughs> so then we did the best thing, uh, best transformation. So we have
1: it's, it's the either. it's the dog,
2: the dog. Okay, yeah, oh yeah, that's the best. Yeah, the noodles coming out that made me so uncomfortable. I hated yeah. it. <laughs> that got me. Uh, that like made my skin crawl.
1: <laughs> uh, gross out scene. Probably the dog again. The dog. Well gross out scene. Yeah, the, yeah, the dog is probably maybe. the gross out
2: scene. The autopsy scene? Keith? Maybe the autopsy because it's so wet. I love how wet it is.
1: Ooh, no, when he gets his arms bit off. Yeah. Like the chomper. Oh, the yeah. face
2: ripping. Yeah, the face rip chomp.
1: <laughs> yeah, because
0: then, like the neck starts to come off, yeah. which by the way is bubble gum. Yeah. That's in between the neck uh-huh. to keep it
2: going. And, and also hot melty plastic that was like giving them toxic fumes while they were working next to it. <laughs> um, They,
0: uh, one quick thing about that scene of the chomper. Uh, So it was made to do one shot. It was supposed to be a one shot thing. However, once it started squirting stuff out, uh, Carpenter called cut because he didn't like the way it was shoot coming out. Like it looks like it was just like a waterfall or something. So he's like, no, I want it like everywhere. So then they had to do that scene in 10 days later, like just to get all the things right. And the actor that um, was the guy, the body, he was uh harnessed to the table for that scene so like it was just like that it was just crazy we yeah, had the chomper um what is the gross out scene for us here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, since we're movie, it's still number one, and I don't know if number two will be able to beat. So I might just put two down. Who knows? We'll just, see. So
2: Joe's gonna be like, you know what? That movie was pretty good. You know what? Pretty good. Is it better than ninety I don't know. No, it's, it's got the 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 redheaded wildling guy from Game of Thrones. I just love it.
0: <laughs> if this turns out to be a Game of Thrones spinoff, you're 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 gonna die.
1: We have to go <laughs> beyond the wall where the thing the, the, the thing
2: is. <laughs> That's what Game of Thrones is all about. It's just the thing. He, like turns to the camera, winks. Where the thing lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he turns to the character to the main character. You know nothing. Wink. It's like God damn it. This is 2011, <laughs> right? How would they know? Um, so let's glaze them.
2: Oh, this is gonna be hard.
1: Let's just play some stars, play some stars. Let's just play some stars.
2: All right, I'll go first. I'm going to take a leap of faith here. Um, so I feel weird doing it again because I think I've gotten picked this. I've picked this specific number the most times on the podcast, I think of anybody, but I'm, I'm going five stars again.
1: Keith, I think this is only your second five stars. Yeah, yeah this is your yeah. second. Yeah, okay.
2: I, I, I did Blade Runner before. But yeah, you know, i you also I think...
1: gave five to the Matrix. No, I thought, really? Yeah, you and Joe gave Matrix five stars.
2: All right. That's oh cool. yeah. But yeah. Anyways, this is like it's my this is this is my third time seeing it, and each time it's gotten more fun to watch.
1: You it's... and Joe with this five stars, unless Joe also gives it five stars, are tied at three <laughs> five stars. Did Joe
2: do? Did Joe five stars Ghostbusters?
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. Can you name the other two movies he five starred?
2: Well, you already named one. The so Matrix, it's Matrix. And, um, oh, Blonde, that's right. No, two. so
1: no matter what, Joe's ahead of you because Joe's done four.
2: Fast. Oh, what was it fast, <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, I was fast. yeah fast five because
0: i did fast five because it's in the name i think I'm like i'm doing it because
2: it's in the name okay, i'm picturing joe quiet in a dark living room watching it and the credits roll and he wipes away a tear <laughs>
0: well i think i think i think i, I, think I movie. I, I think i made it a five because keith was like I, one of you guys were like if you don't make it a five what's the point i'm like you're damn right five it is
1: well, I think I said that because a five actually one. made it the highest-rated movie we'd yeah. ever done at the time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Rick, what do you yeah. give this?
1: I give it four and a half. I think it's as the one person on this podcast who has not given out a five star yet. Uh, four, like this is—that's this is, exactly the reason why I didn't want to do
2: it. I, I thought you'd say something like that. Now I feel really embarrassed and stupid.
1: I mean, my high. I mean, I'm also just like, I haven't seen a perfect movie yet. And five to me needs to be perfect. So four and a half is still like pretty damn high for me. Hey, Joe, uh, check this one
2: out. Not even flight.
1: First of all, the movie's stealth. Stealth, you son of a
2: bitch. <laughs> you God it. It. damn it, Keith. What
1: the hell is flight? <laughs> it's that Tom Hanks movie.
2: No, yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: yeah, God damn it, Keith. It's stealth.
1: But yeah, I give it a four and a half. It's a pretty damn good movie. <laughs>
0: well, you know what? I'm not gonna leave Keith
1: hanging. I'm giving
0: it a five, baby. <laughs> damn. damn, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. This would be one of those movies like I, since I know it's a one movie, I can just watch it. Like you know, I might make this into my routine for Halloween movies. And just like I'm gonna put this on. Um, By the
2: way, Rick, Joe, Joe let us leave our uh, our just like cool water in the microwave without any powder in it. Yeah
1: i know we didn't curl up to watch a fucking uh yeah you
0: should have but you guys didn't you know because we just i i left that opening and no one said it so we just moved on uh but no five uh i will watch this movie you know every october when it comes around because it is a uh you know a horror movie or i just might just put it on i really enjoyed this movie i love carpenter's work i you know I have all the Halloweens. I uh, have Big Trouble. And if it comes out in 4K, I'm buying it in 4K. You
2: know, um, I, I have a confession. I've never seen Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Oh, you're missing out, dude. Yeah. It's like P. Kurt Russell. At yeah. I've also
1: never seen Big Trouble in Little China. What? <laughs> what? We need to
2: have a... Big, we need to have a, a- no, no, no first, jo-
1: first of all, Hold Joe, on. you don't get Hold to flip on. out when it was until this year that you finally saw Top Gun.
0: Hang on! Whoa, I don't wait, care about what. <laughs> oh, shut up! I've seen okay, okay. i this is the first time this year I've seen Top <laughs> Gun with
2: the boys.
0: <laughs> hang, hang on, Keith. This is the first time I've seen Top Gun from beginning to end. I've seen Top uh, Gun in bits bad. and pieces throughout the years. Well, and- yeah, I've
1: seen like moments of Big Trouble in Little China. It was on TBS like every other fucking day in our childhood.
0: Y- you could have said that, but. <laughs> When you come out saying I've never seen it,
1: well, I if I've not sat down and watched the movie beginning to yeah. end, then I've never seen the movie.
0: Okay, okay. I think I've okay. even okay. seen moments of it.
1: Keith, you what? Had to, no. he, that movie was on TBS religiously yeah. through the entire '90s,
2: dude. Although it seems the, like one of those things that like I've just, like absorbed through osmosis. That I'm sure I'll, I'll see it. And you, be like, you, oh you, yeah,
0: you, yeah, you've seen it, yeah. <laughs> but no, this is the uh. uh Big Trouble Low China is like peak Kurt Russell as like. The slimy, good looking like you are Hell dick, yeah. <laughs> but he's full of it. Um, oh,
1: you're about to be full of it. Maybe, well, yeah, maybe we, maybe right. we should uh, <laughs> also we're distracting from the fact that the thing just came in at a four point eight. Tying it for number two on our individual ra- movie rating. But that does mean boys. That predator has finally been knocked off the top 5 list.
2: <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm I'm picking really softball ass like slow pitch movies for us. Well <laughs> you you
0: but you're picking movies that you know you know that we've not seen yet. Well I'm, but like I what... I guarantee I have that gar- guarantee that the 2011 one that we're going to do won't be it's as not high. Not going to be 4.8. <laughs> yeah, not it's, be 4.8. It's
1: going to have to be a pretty step big step down though cuz the thing will be threatening to uh, break into our movie franchise list now. But yeah, so our top 5 list is now The Matrix still sitting at number 1 at a 4.9. The only thing that's going to unseat The Matrix is a perfect 5 stars across the board. Ghostbusters at a 4.8, The Thing at a 4.8. Austin Powers International Man of Mystery at 4.6. What a bunch of boy movies. <laughs> and Fast Five at 4.6. We're,
2: we're playing with the boys. <laughs> we're playing with the
0: boys, Keith. Kate, you know, by the way, Rick, when we went golfing last time, me and Keith were both blaring, playing with the boys. And then I'm uh he said I sent him a photo of me listening to it, and he goes, Check your six. And I check my mirror and he's behind me. I'm like, God damn it
1: god damn it
2: yeah we're we're fully top gun of we're, we're like fully top gun we're, we're mavericked now
0: yeah we're mavericked hard <laughs> so that's exciting i don't think the next one as next week here on fake movie experts we'll be discussing the thing 2011 as uh i don't know if that'll be as high up as this one but we'll wait and see <laughs> you know uh like i said i'll probably watch it tonight just to. Knock it out because I know it's it's going to be I don't know if it's more gorier or like more
1: mm. I got to figure out where to watch it because it doesn't look like it's available on anything. This it is on
0: Oh, you know it was on something.
2: I paid to rent it on Amazon. <laughs> no, I,
0: I don't God.
1: see it available on anything.
0: Oh my God damn it, Keith. I'll buy it. No, I'm not. No.
1: <laughs> is there a um, set?
0: <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. If there, if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, so next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we'll be reviewing the thing, the twenty eleven. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, you can also look forward to going to nosoentertainment That's right, no We where you can find all of our blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can listen, find us all on the socials, on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram, and you can find Keith on iFunny. You can uh, uh, also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: But Keith, you were gone for so long. Keith, have you become the thing?